yes. How's everybody doing? Welcome. Your loss. On today's episode, we have Wolfman. Welcome back to the Your Loss podcast, Wolfman. Hey, thanks for having me again. What's up? Nothing much. How you doing? I'm all right, man. It was really good to be here. I enjoyed our conversation last time. So did I. What's new? New music on the way, for sure. And possibly new deals. <laughs> we did hear that new young thug. How did that come to be? Man, oh man, people are going to be upset about this, but that new young thug was actually old, old, old. Really? Yes, sir. It wasn't even supposed to be like that. Originally, I did a freestyle to um, Drake and Lil Baby. You know the song, Brand New Whip Got No Keys. That's how I came up with the cadence. It was just lost in the vault, and Dynamite did what he did, and Young Thug. The Young Thug, it was originally a little baby in uh, Drake Freestyle. That's crazy. It's crazy how Dynamite did what he did. That's why I like him being just a creator. Now... Did you bring, so you're saying Dynamite did this by himself, like, did you, uh, like, give him permission to or anything, or? Of course, Dynamite has access to everything, so why not? They can't hurt me. But aren't you afraid that he may do something? No, they cannot hurt me. Everybody's free to be, he's always free to, to create, and that's, I'm down for creativity, you know? And when it released, people gravitated towards it. And it's shocking, you know, because not shocking because, like, how the song was just shocking because, like, how would I say this? It's like you never expect something like that because it's such an old, old lyric. Feels like, oh, we like this. Do more. I'm like, no, you don't like it because it's an old flow. What was that energy, you know? So the music industry is always changing, so it cannot hurt him. What was the process like? Like, originally, like, you, if you can remember. Remember for that lyric, I actually wrote. And um, what I did was I just looped the beat until I had bars for it. Hmm. And that's about it. You know, I thought it was hot fire when I first wrote it. But surprisingly, we never released it. In a way, I was um, a bit insecure about it. I thought I was going hard enough because, like, um, I made the transition from rapper to singer. Oh, why did you do that transition? That transition really happened after your loss. There's a song I created, Your Loss from Dynamite Beat. And that song was written. When I was writing it, everything was flowing. But when it came to recording, I could never rap it the way I had it in my head. And we did takes after takes after takes. 
after it takes and nothing sound right. And I was getting frustrated. So the last take, I was supposed to rap, but I end up saying something wrong, but end up singing it. And it was history from there. So back to Young Thug. You said that the Young Thug we hear is not the original Young Thug. It's originally that Lil Baby and Drake freestyle, right? So I'm assuming that beat mm-hmm. is new as well, correct? Yeah, it's just completely new. I never heard the beat before. I never stepped in the studio to rap on that beat. It was just downright amazing, man. So if you were to do that song today, like how you did um, the original Lil Baby in um, Drake Freestyle, do you think you would have came out the same way? If I were to do it today, the original beat or the Young Thug beat? The Young Thug beat. Of course not. If I were to do it today, I most likely would have sang on it. Mm. <laughs> Never thought I'd imagine me rapping on it. They fit so perfectly, bro. I was like, wow. That was my same response when I first heard it. Like, it was completely different from your last project. And the thing is, like, you drop Young Thug, and then you also drop Bag 2. So what's up with that? Like, those are two complete polar opposites of songs. And I'm just loaded with things like that. Like, you'll never know what you'll get. And Bag 2 was something completely different. Dynamite did his magic again. That's actually an old song as well. And it was a rapping song. It was like, Dynamite's on the road with that one. It's always interesting to see, like, no materials ever get wasted. And that's beautiful, you know? Do you feel like some material should be kept away purposely? Ever. It will have his day. That's what I believe. It will have his day to shine with the others. Mm. Are you happy that those two old songs came in today's light? As an artist, like, um, as an underground artist, you know, Everything that you work hard for, people overlook it. So when it, when anything has an opportunity to shine, it's, it's rebirth or, or watching something evolve. But it, it's crazy to see like Young Thug and Back to like they're both old songs, but completely different. Now, after doing some research, Back to originally came from Little Black Sheep One, right? Sir. So, and they're ex- the exact same lyrics. It's magical. So, Dynamite, he took the lyrics and made an EDM Jersey Club beat. So, if he did that, is there a chance you would redo that beat in a new way? Like how he took your vocals in a new way? You talking about the bag two beat? No, 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 the original beat. <laughs> The funny thing is, I wanted to talk to Dynamite about the original beat because I felt like that song could have been better. Like, for some reason, when I rap, I'm insecure about it. Mm. It's not that I can't. But, you know, I felt like the delivery could have been better, blase, blase. Then when he did that, I was 
like, never mind. I'll just leave it. Just leave it. Now, personally, which one do you like better? Bag two or Young Thug? At first, I liked it bag two. Because he'd been sent bag two to me and was just waiting to drop it. And he sent it to me. I was like, yep, this the one, buddy. This the one. And out of nowhere, he sent me Young Thug. I was like, oh. At first, I didn't even know that was me. I was like, whoa. It sounds familiar. So definitely Young Thug. So not only to us, but to you as the artist yourself was surprised when you heard Young Thug. <laughs> That's interesting. Now, if you could tell us, did he send you any more remakes of your own songs? I'm waiting for it. I don't know if I revealed too much by saying that, but I could say it's in the works. Hmm. Now, if you don't mind us asking, do you know when we could possibly hear it? Sure, whenever it drops. <laughs> but Dynamite hasn't done that with just me. He's done that with Juice World. He. Uh, Drake, uh, Denzel Curry. Like the man's a, a genius for that, you know? Done that with Extentacion. Oh, that's his new one, I think. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's the latest, the ex- Extentacion. And it was so sad, like, bro, that makes full of surprises. You only heard Wolfman on one rock beat ever. And that was my next question. I don't really think it was a rock beat. Oh, what was your question? My next question it would be like, would you get on a rock beat? Of course. Of course. I don't believe um, The Last Supper was a rock beat, but it felt like it was a rock song. I understand what you mean. You delivered like it would be a rock song, but musically, it doesn't sound like a rock, st- rock song, in my opinion. Yeah? Well, in your opinion, what does it sound like? Well, it sounds like a fusion. Like, yeah, it definitely has rock elements, but I, I don't consider it a true rock song. You're the mm. one who really brought that rock essence alive, though. There's no rules in music, so. <laughs> That's true. Any new producers, any new, like, um, artists? Like, what's new musically? Producers and artists? No. No new artists. Like, what's new? Like, GSD. It's and it's in the works. I have people from the Black Sheep, such as um, Flames, and producers are you know, Schooly and Dynamite. I have a beat that's coming in from King Phoenix, King Phoenix beats, but I haven't I haven't gone through my email yet. But yeah, like members from the Black Sheep, like Guap. Who else? Who else? Hi, McFly. IV. We just very locked and loaded. New songs coming up for sure. What does GSD stands for? Yes, done. <laughs> Say it again. DG13, get stuff done. <laughs> Rated R's. Yeah. However you want to look at it, you know, art cover, amazing, but it's dynamite, of course. It's going to be a blast. Like, um, 
I'm excited to. I usually, if I didn't go this route, it was probably gonna be like Little Black Street Four, but I felt like that was getting like boring. It's time for something new, change, maturity, and you know. Now, to Little Black Sheep too, you worked on um, uh, tracks with Andreas Castillo and Quattro Dams. Are they going to be featured on um, GSD? Andreas, Andreas, whenever he want to do something, of course. Quattro, who knows? I got songs that I've been recorded with Quattro, so. I haven't. I don't know which songs are gonna be on GSD for sure, for sure. But it could happen. I'm not rejecting the idea. Now, as of today, we haven't seen no music video from you at all. Is there a chance we'll get one soon? No, sir. No music video. No, sir. Wow. No music videos. <laughs> when you listen to my music however it makes you feel I don't want to take away from that with a visual that doesn't match what drawed you to my music in the first place but don't you think a music video could emphasize that that feeling it can but it can also destroy it you have a point <laughs> so like the route I'm going is just enjoy you know but you know having a music video would be it, it would you know show you from a different perspective that we haven't seen before so it would be interesting to see one day mm. maybe if you were to get a music video i'm not going to be in it for sure <laughs> if that's what you're looking for <laughs> It could be a music video, but, you know, I don't like that intention that much, so. That's interesting. You would have a music video, but you yourself, the artiste, wouldn't be in a music video. But like you said, I guess there's no rules. Nah, nah. There's no rules. That's interesting. A music video without you in it. I think we've seen that before, but I can't, off the top of my head, remember who it was. There's a lot of artists who've done that before, you know. I wouldn't be different. But I wouldn't be no different from you. But if you do come up with a music video soon and you don't want to be in it, I do have one suggestion. Could your shadow be in it? No. Wow. <laughs> it, like it would no. be cool, like a mysterious shadow representing you. What I'll do in my music video is that I'll let other people shine, you know? Like, for example, upcoming rappers, singers, actors, or painters, radio host personalities, or, you know, stuff like that. Let them shine. I already did my part. And that's very generous of you, but why? Well... Why not? You know, it would be really cool to do. I feel like um, everybody deserves a chance to shine. You know, when you have a music video, it's not like you're looking at the background singers in the music video. You're just looking at the artists. 
If I were to have a music video, it would be entertaining and everybody would get a role to shine. And they could use it as their portfolio as well. Like we all help each other out. The way you're describing it, it doesn't sound like a music video. It sounds like a mini uh, movie. Of course. Beast Mode Entertainment. So that's funny you bring that up. So Beast Mode Entertainment and GST. So is GST just like a music project or... Or is that a group too? GSD is just a music project, you know? But people could use that in their everyday life to whatever goals they have set to, to reach them goals, like get it done. Now, what was the idea of making GSD a music project? Like how, like you have Little Black Sheeps, the series, but why GSD? Like you said you was getting tired of Little Black Sheeps. I was, um, Dynamite had made me, uh, a wallpaper a long time ago and it had GSD on it. And it's on my computer screen. I just keep looking at it, looking at it, looking at it. And one day it just clicked to me. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make this an album. So that's how it came to be. It was just already there waiting for me. So I guess it goes back to what you said earlier in this episode. Nothing, no material gets wasted, huh? No material gets wasted. Now, what's the idea behind that motive? Like, why not waste some material? I feel like, um, when I'm in the basement writing all the times I used to write, like, you know, you're putting your, 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 your energy into something. And why keep that just to yourself? Or to even have it in the vault and not do nothing with it. No wasted materials. Like it's it's good in my opinion. Like I have a, a big well, I have a lot of confidence as you can see. Not cocky, but just a lot of confidence. And stuff that I write, like I know it could help somebody somewhere somehow get through what they need to get through. Because you never know who you're gonna who you're gonna expire. And it only takes one listen, you know. One listen to do what? One listen to either make you happy, make you sad, or make you feel like you conquer the world. It's everybody's perspective on things. Now, what's one song that does that to you? Hmm. Good question. Good question. The song that does that to me, of course, is uh. Last Supper, and uh, Leave. And both of the songs being by you. Now, that's funny you say that. So because you made those two songs, when you were making those songs, did you still have the same feeling or was it after you made the songs you generated those feelings? After. During the recording, how did you feel? During recording, it just sounded nice. After the recording, I was like, holy crap, where this came from. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like, um, for example, I started freestyling. That's why I'm like, where this came from. Last Supper was freestyled and Leave was freestyled too. So, uh, like I said, I, I go by emotions. I didn't even know I was feeling those emotions. Now, do you think there's a chance that your other songs can s- soon give you other feelings that you haven't 
experienced before? Of course. There's songs out there that's like, I'm changing as an artist. So like you're being introduced to so many of my alter egos. There's Mr. Foggle, who I'm currently working on. And this guy's amazing. <laughs> now tell me about him. Uh, Mr. Foggle is just like uh, a used to, a used to be person. Like, no, used to. He went from um, not having nothing to understanding all he needs to conquer is himself. Mm. And there's no limitations for this guy, you know. He's humble with it. Bukaki. <laughs> <laughs> now. That's Mr. Fago for you. Do you and Mr. Fago feel the same way or is it completely different? The, the way I got introduced to Mr. Fago, I felt like he was always there. If you feel motivated by anything, that's Mr. Fago. He was there for a little Daishi too. And he just was slowly, slowly making himself more present. Like, he's a humble guy, like I say. He was always in the background, you know? Because as you know, that Wolfman doesn't necessarily talk about money. But whenever currency is involved, just know that's Mr. Fargo. And he was all over Lil Black Sheep 3 with that, too. Oh, he made his mark in Lil Black Sheep 3. We haven't really heard much from Mr. Fargo after that. Is there a chance he may return? Of course. Mr. Fargo's here to stay. He is here to stay. And actually, um, people gravitate towards Mr. Fargo. How so? Well, they, they love the inspiration. They love, they love what he stands for. Mr. Fargo's the underdog. You know, it's perfect for Black Sheep. Now, now there's you and there's Mr. Fargo. Do you think there's another alter ego named Black Sheep? It could be. You got to stay tuned to find out. How did you identify, like, Mr. Falco? Do you think the same way you identified him, you could identify others? If you listen, of course. If you listen, you could... If you truly listen, you will see that this is not Wolfman. The name might just say Wolfman, but you get to actually hear who's speaking. The more you describe Mr. Falco, it, it seems like he's... Not you, but he's in you. But do you think... He's in every one of us, you know? So to someone who doesn't know Mr. Fargo... Mr. Fargo's a guy's it. But you see within them, how could you identify Mr. Fargo within that person? Mr. Fargo, how can I identify someone? Or Mr. Fargo and someone? Or how can they identify yeah. Yes. Okay. It's, it's Mr. Fargo's the feeling that I identify with Mr. Fargo's is it's a feeling that um how would I nicely work this? It's like uh like I said, he's a used to. So for example, when you could go shopping and you could get that new dress if you're a female that you you've been saving up for. You have enough money for, or not even checking your 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 balance to see if you can afford it. 
he's that Philly. You know, like, I don't have it, but I'm going to get it. That's Mr. Fago. The hustler. Yeah. He's in everybody. Now, to the people who's afraid of that feeling. And I say, like, he's, he's. Mm-hmm. How would you, um, how would you tell them not to be afraid of their Mr. Fago? By loving yourself, treating yourself to better things that you truly want and deserve, feel like you deserve. Because if money wasn't an option, you have it. Desire. Mr. Fago is that desire in everybody. Either you're, uh, a college student who's studying to graduate, you have Mr. Fargo in you. Because you're not going to school for no reason. You're going to school to, to somehow secure an income that you want to achieve. That's Mr. Fargo. It doesn't matter what you do, flipping burgers at McDonald's or doing it for a reason, Mr. Fargo. Or you could be an ordinary person like a mother, but you have kids. Mrs. Fago, you're going to provide for your kids. Nothing's going to stop you from doing so. And to be scared of that, just, just see what it's like. Just see what it's like to get off that comfort zone and make things happen for yourself. And that's Mr. Fago. Mr. Game On. <laughs> Do you think you can grow Mr. Fargo? You think it's possible? When I came up, when Mr. Fargo leaked himself out, I didn't think nothing of it. I thought it was going to be a one-time thing, you know? But he proved this point that he's here. It's, it's his turn now. It's his turn. Now, why do you think Mr. Fago decided to show up now when he did? Why not before? Damn, it's for a reason. I believe that I had to be completely, how can I say this word? Hmm. I had to discover other things about me that I didn't even know because when I first started, I didn't know I could sing. <laughs> you know? I had to be completely versatile. And then he made his mark. Like, All right, it's time. It makes sense now. Now, the way you describe it, it seems like a lot of people experience Mr. Fargo, but they hold him back, right? So how would you say to let Mr. Fargo do what he does best? Everybody's going to have that breaking point in their life. And that breaking point is going to determine if they're going to release Mr. Fargo within them. But I'll say, like, he can't hurt you. <laughs> And the funny thing about it, Mr. Fargo was in, um, it's in, it's in bag. He was telling his truth. I've been down, been down before. <laughs> you could have called Mr. Fargo anything, but why that name? Now, does, does Mr. Mm-hmm. Fargo have an age? 
Yeah, of course. And what's that age? Infinity. So you're saying Mr. Falco's older than you? Mr. Falco been around before time was even recorded. Hmm. If you're lucky, you get to experience Mr. Falco. But you said you, it's in everyone. So what do you mean by if you're lucky? If you're lucky. Like, like I said, it, it appears to be at your breaking point. Gotta reject them or embrace them. So, from that explanation, Mr. Fargo could be shown through pain, right? And most people like to avoid pain. So, what would you say to that? Pain is only temporary, man. You got to get through what you're going through. Hmm. And Mr. Fargo's never there to hurt you. He's there to experience good moments with you, you know? He's a very humble guy. But he's cocky. But he could be cocky. He deserves to be cocky. But in the most humble way ever. Like, he doesn't belittle anybody at all. Hmm. So I think that's why everybody is like gravitating towards Mr. Fargo. Just once they hear that money counter, <laughs> they already know what time it is. It's interesting. That's a nice way of putting, putting Mr. Fargo. So if Mr. Fago's a hustler spirit, what's uh, the happy spirit or energy, whatever you want to call it? Yeah, I never said Mr. Fago was pain or anything like that. See, I see Mr. Fago as something happy. You know? mm-hmm. Mr. Fago is that breakthrough for everybody. You got to get through what you're going through. And so I say like, it's like that feeling that you have when you could get what you always wanted. You're unstoppable at that moment. It could be a brand new shoes. Man, you don't feel great copping that. It could be a brand new car. It could be something as little as a candy bar. Or if you're hungry, you just bought yourself a meal. You did for yourself. You had to depend on nobody. That's who Mr. Fargo is. Like. Your light bills do, but you have no money, but you figure out a way to get it. Mm. Mr. Fargo. He's not, he doesn't live in lack, you know? He's abundant. Now, to those who don't know what abundant means, how would you describe it? In the most simplest terms. No limitations. To infinity and beyond. Fargo. Can't get any better.
thank you Wolfman for joining this podcast episode thanks for having me once again my guy it's been a pleasure That was actually cool. I didn't even know what I was going to talk about Mr. Fargo. <laughs>